Hey guys, before we get started, I've got a cool episode here. We're talking about mid-COVID, how life is in our business, what we're doing to adapt to COVID being the new normal. And um, yeah, it, there's some there's some good meat in here. I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm happy for the discussion that we've had. I do want to make one quick correction. I say that our business is down 30%, or at least our revenue is. And I want to correct that and make it clear it's down 60%. It's like a very drastic decrease. So um, the month that I'm talking about um, in September is down. We're, we're making 30% of the revenue we did this time last year. So I just want to make that clear. And before we get started, I want to give a few shout outs. One is to Float Helm. Float Helm is the scheduling software that we use at the Float Shop. Uh, and you know, for the numbers that we're talking about, I actually went into Float Helm and looked at our statistics. They have great statistics pages to understand what your revenue is like, what your number of floats are, what is making you the most money. And it's really fun to just go in there and explore. And uh, what I like is that you could look at things in a grid point of view, like an Excel spreadsheet, or you can look at it visually with graphs, which just makes things really obvious and accessible. So check that out, flowhelm.com is where you want to go to schedule your free tour. I also want to give a shout out to Maximum Floats. These are the guys who are kind of changing the game within our industry of how we're bringing clients in. So it's not just about selling Groupons. It's not even just about um, selling memberships. What they're doing is a completely different style of bringing clients in, educating them on what they're about to do, and signing up for a float program. It's a lot more complicated than that. They do the work behind the scenes to make it really successful, and they help train you to implement it. It's very fascinating. Maximumfloats.com is where you want to go to get started. Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my lovely wife, Sandra. And um, we are not doing as good financially. At least our revenue is down, I would uh, say, just a little bit under, well, about 30% uh, below what we were doing last year, which sounds pretty bad. And I'll, I'll go into that. I'm Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband, Graham. And uh, business this year, it's been really interesting. We're coming in about the same as last year, a little bit better, but we're working way less. And this is Drew from New Hampshire Float. I actually just today got one float more than what I had at for the whole month last year. So with one day left, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow, but... I just beat last year and I'm working about a third less than I did last wow. year. But um, I think I will also explain in yeah. a little bit how that came to be. Hey so, man, you can you can run the show. If if you can tell me how to make more money and work a th you know two thirds less. Yeah, add another tank. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that, that's basically what allowed me to have a and little you, more flexibility, you know. You built up the hype on that, and then you're like, just add a tank. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay, yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna throw I'm another tank. I'm gonna throw it in our lobby <laughs> right. and one behind our front desk, and we're just gonna print money. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> nice. 
Cool. Oh, um, so yeah, tonight's topic, we're, we want to talk about how things have changed mid-corona. I always want to say post-corona, but there really is no post-corona, is there? We're, we are still mid-stride. And um, I, I mean, I kind of forget, because I, I forget like how different parts of the country are reacting to it, but we're still very bubbled up here in Portland. There's not a lot of interaction. Sandra and I went to a restaurant for the first time and since February, I want to say, um, and that felt really weird. Um, how about you guys? What's what's the Corona read? There's not much happening here. I mean, we're still under a state mandate to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that ends in a couple of weeks. And overall, people are just kind of getting tired of it. And right. if it's not really enforced, they're not doing it. Um, I also went out to eat for the first time. Like I, I've hmm. gone to my favorite restaurant and eaten at the patio. Mm-hmm. Um, and outdoor dining, I feel comfortable with, um, mm-hmm. I met a, a client and had lunch actually yesterday and I was a little nervous, you know, walking in as I was walking in, nobody's wearing masks mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was a little weird for me <laughs> to, to see, but I think that's kind of really capturing the, the vibe here that people are just kind of done and ready to move on. But at the same time, we're not seeing a ton of new cases. The mm-hmm. death rate is really, really down. Um, yeah, across the border, yeah, Kentucky, it sounds like they're starting to kind of climb back up again. Um, but in southern Indiana, things seem to be pretty calm. Um, yeah. Here in New Hampshire, it's, um, I would say it's respectfully mixed hmm. in that there's definitely that segment of people who are like, I'm not wearing a mask. And then hmm. you have the segment of people who are absolutely wearing a mask. And from my standpoint, I wear a mask when people come in. I wear a mask when I go out. Um, New Hampshire, really low rates right now. And there hasn't been a death, I think, in seven or eight days. And we've had a bunch of those, like, week-long section segments with no deaths. So um, I find people are respectful of each other. And if, you know, I have three tanks, so if two people have masks on and the third one doesn't, that third one is like waiting outside and saying, yeah, go ahead. And Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't found, and maybe it's because I'm at a float center, but everyone's really chill about it. They respect each other about it. There hasn't been any fights. I try to keep everyone separated. Um, and at least from the float center standpoint, people are coming to float. People are stressed mm-hmm. out <laughs> and, um, you know, restaurants and bars. I don't think that will be the same anytime soon. So that is what it is. But from a standpoint of something like for the services that we offer, um, I think it's a great opportunity right now to get new people in who maybe thought about it or who have gift certificates. I'm getting a lot of gift certificates that were old. I have someone, this was awesome. I had someone call and say, hey, I got this gift certificate from my wife. I just wanted to see if they were good. And I said, yeah. I, no problem. I'm sure they're good. We don't expire them. So <laughs> right. come on in. And he said, well, can you double check? And I said, well, I'm the owner. So yeah, you're good. He said, well, give me the number. So I look at it. Right. He purchased it. We opened in November. He purchased it in October. Nice. And his wife got it for him as a gift. So oh, wow. this is like the furthest anyone's ever had a purchase, but they didn't come in and float. And he's like, I'm really stressed out. So I said, yeah, this is awesome. And I we had a good laugh about it. I said, come on in. Um, so... For, for having, you know, for me adding a third tank to a, a two tank place, like I was operating 
everything under two tanks. So to get a third, that's just gravy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little easier um, for me. So that's helped out really to create a, a better balance. And I'm not working nearly as many hours. I have way less floats. And hmm. I don't know that I'm happier, but hmm. I'm pretty happy. And I'm being able to take care of myself. I'm, nice. I'm doing some training. Um, nice. Getting some stuff done at the house. You know, I'm, I'm building a sauna in my basement. Like I have, I have spare time to do things. That's so, priceless. Time is yeah. priceless. Yeah. And but, I think I mean, you can you can kind of play on, not play on, I shouldn't say that. That's not the right word. But people are open to new ideas on trying to help them right now. So mm. I think there's opportunity out there if you look at it the right way. True. I do just want to point out, and I, I wish I could reference what episodes. There have been some times where you have been extremely stressed and like, this sucks, basically. <laughs> like, I'm doing oh, yeah. so much. I'm thinking maybe around a year ago, maybe a little bit less than that. I mean, mm -hmm. I know it may be hard to gauge happiness and all, but just knowing you, like this seems like a happier individual to me than, than uh, yeah, at points I'm of so time happy. where I've seen you like capped beyond capped out. Yeah. Know? So, um, so that's good when you operate under certain a certain revenue stream. Um, mm. You know, adding anything should hopefully be. Gravy. And I know Jeremy Jacobs did a, a cool, um, what is it called? A think tank, I think, mm -hmm. about adding services. But between that and I'm adding the Pandora Star, I'm adding a brain tap, I'm adding a virtual reality headset, basically having rooms to add some other things that 20 bucks here, 30 bucks there. Nice. And nice. that adds up, right? Yeah, as long as it doesn't require more manpower or human power, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like that's, you're, you're doing it smart, man. <laughs> you're doing it yeah. great. Um, so do you think COVID information, like there, there, there's a lot of misinformation out there and, and there's like people who might not even believe the CDC, like, is the government interfering with what they're putting out there, et cetera, where it's left it up to people to just kind of have a, kind of make up their own mind and like not have any real clear source of information. Cause as you were talking, I was even thinking like, you know, I read an article that, you know, if both people are wearing masks, it's incredibly safe. And, and then I was just like, wait, that was just like one article I read several months ago. I have no idea what the current state of COVID transfer actually is like. Um, do you think that's created a lot of confusion with the population? And, um, and has it like, how do you create your protocols at this point? Have you updated them since you've opened or excuse me, not since you've, well, yeah, since you reopened. So I'll answer, we, we haven't really changed a lot of our, our cleaning process, all of that. Um, I did hit a point last week where I was like, you know what? I really miss tea service. I miss having people oh, sit yeah. in the lobby or sit in the lounge and not rush out the door. And we had little signs. They were very, um, very small, not in your face before, because we didn't want that like big reminder for everybody. But before, you know, the, the lounge was closed and we just had little signs on the table and such that said that it was closed for post float uh, mm -hmm. reflection. And um, mm -hmm. we had taken away the tea and all of that. Mm -hmm. We never announced anything. Um, but last week, I just had a moment on my, you know, one of my night shifts. I was just like, man, I'm bringing it back right now. And I ran back, grabbed all the tea, grabbed everything, put it back. I put our products back in the ready room. And, you know, we've got some wipes there. If somebody wants to wipe their stuff down before they use it, just to be sure, then, you know, they can. But um, we just opened it back up and we haven't announced it. We uh -huh. haven't 
you know, done any kind of big news, but we have had a few people who've noticed and they're like, oh, thank you. (laughs) And it's just this like quiet, simple Mm. thank you. Mm. Um, And so otherwise we haven't changed anything, but you know, like Drew, like we, we spaced our appointments out a lot. So we run a 75 minute float on a three hour block. Now it used to be a two hour block, but now we have a three hour block. Um, we have one point and we're also running our salt cave. It used to be on the, the one hour. It was a 45 minute session on the one hour. Now we're running them every two hours. Um, and we have one point during the day where there's a chance that people are going to come out of the cave and the float rooms at the same time. Those generally speaking, it hasn't been a big issue at all, but we're loving that extra space, that extra time to talk to people. We don't have to rush. Like, I mean, my anxiety levels, just running back and having to clean the whole place and get everything ready. And people are checking in, checking out. I'm trying to have a conversation with them, all of that. And, you know, a lot of times it's just one person there. So not having that, Graham and I have decided like we're keeping it for a while. Yeah. That that part's going to stay, but we're slowly like just bringing back a couple of little quote normal things. Interesting. Yeah. Did you change anything? You're killing me with that because I really thought about changing my hours like you had and I didn't do it and I figured I, I'll just block off floats as needed right um, but what you just said is something I have been openly talking about with my family that um, I basically have to rush people out and I don't have the post float room anymore I'm changing that room into something else but I also didn't want people hanging out just in case someone called a week later and said, oh, I was hanging out in your post float room and I was I was positive. Right. So that I do worry about yeah. getting that phone call. So mm-hmm. I was using it as an excuse to say, hey, it's shut down, not going to have it. But I hate because what I used to do before was say, hey, go hang out in the post float room. People would go hang out. I would get my cleaning done, get the next people in. And then I got to talk to the people who right. stayed to hang yeah. out. Yeah. And kind of, you know, work on those relationship building. And now when new people come in, I have a few minutes and then like if they go in too long, I say, Hey, I'm sorry. I have to get in and clean for the next people. And I hate doing that. Hate it. Hate it. Hate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And um, it's, it's also hard having three cleaning two rooms versus cleaning three. There yeah. is a significant difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to be a little bit quicker on your feet and we still have time to talk to people. We still have time to run a full UV cycle in every room, um, you know, and we have multiple lamps now, so we don't have to run the lamps twice. Um, we just stick two lamps in, one for the tank and one for the um, the changing area. And that really helps us a lot. But we still ask people to wear their mask, you know, take it off if you need to take a drink of your tea, but, you know, and also be considerate if somebody else is seated there and you're not part of the same party, you know, like we haven't, we haven't had any of that people have been really good about like just looking and saying, okay, I'm going to keep my distance or, you know, we have a really small reception up front and then it's kind of a shotgun hallway and then it opens up again into our lounge before you start hitting the float rooms or turn to the cave. And what we've noticed is people will come out of session and if they, they can hear us talking up front, then they won't come up front. They'll wait and hang out and just wait until that area is clear to come out. So kind of what you were saying before, Drew, people are being a little more conscientious about, you know, their distance to other people. Um, But it's just been so nice to like we we ended up with our schedule change. We lost three floats a day um, for. Yeah, just one one round. And then we also closed on Thursdays. 
So doing the math, that totals up. We've lost 30 floats a week. And if you think about 30 floats a week, 120 fewer opportunities a month. And we still beat last year's numbers by a little bit. Damn. You know, we still have a couple days left, but we That's still beat last year's numbers. Our income is coming in just a little bit higher. Um, you know, prior to this, though, after we reopened in May, you know, May was still rough. June was climbing back up. And then July, we had 30 more flo- uh, thirty more sessions than last year. August, we had 50 more. No, almost 60 Damn, more. Kim. Damn. Yeah, almost 60 more. And so for September, September, October last year for us, we're pretty slow. Like we're going into our slow two months. Uh-huh. Um, and so we expected that, but we're still hitting last year. So we're, we're okay with that. And, we, and, you know, bumping it up even just a little bit. Can, can I share the float shops yeah. point? What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, a lot of what we did was cut back on hours. Um, hours available for uh, floaters and um, employee hours as well. So um, when COVID hit or when we reopened, we opened with very minimal hours. Um, so we've always been closed on Tuesdays. Now we're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I think we might have even initially been closed Wednesday for a brief period. No, maybe, maybe not. But we also only open to members to test things out, test out our procedures. Oh, <laughs> I'm going way too fast here. We also no longer did 8 a.m. floats or 10 a.m. floats. We start at noon. So that's two floats times four every single morning. Um, and then, you know, two extra days of being closed. So when you start counting the numbers of how many tanks are down or how many floats are down, uh, it, it really adds up. Um, beyond that, um, we don't have one of our float tanks open at the moment. Uh, Infinity, our open float tank, is still being remodeled. Initially, Tranquility was being remodeled, and then we just held off on opening it as we were working out our procedures. So it's been a very slow buildup. Our float tanks are being filled up, which is great, um, but revenue is drastically down. Like I said, I mean, it's probably exactly on the 30% mark, if I do the math, uh, which is wild. The only flip side to that that's... Well, and and then, so I back up just a little bit. Um, you were talking about gift cards earlier and I was like, Oh my God, tell me about gift cards. <laughs> they, everybody's coming out of the woodworks, uh, with their gift cards. Cause everybody's stressed out. Like you said, everybody wants to use these people who intended to use them during the time that they didn't know COVID was going to be hitting are like, Hey, now, you know, it's, you've got this backfill of people wanting to use them as well. Um, plus we are giving out extra floats to our members who are supporting us during that time. So they could convert those into gift cards and give them out. So, um, you know, our float tanks are looking full, but that doesn't mean that the numbers match what you might anticipate. It's, um, I, I stopped doing this a long time ago, looking at the daily numbers, um, because that's just a lesson and in, in frustration. Um, it's perhaps worse than surfing Twitter, but when, I look and I see how much money comes in daily. My face just goes into my hands because it is, uh, it's brutal looking. Now, there are some big changes that have happened. Um, we moved our washer and dryer into uh, the building, and we are now doing laundry in between floats, which we were not able to do before because we um, didn't have space in between floats. Like, it just, it just didn't work. Um, we do less towels now because we had tile floors, looked real cool, not very safe. So we had um, towels on the ground that we'd have to wash after every single float too. So we had like a towel multiplier going on, uh, which is no longer true because uh, we have Tacron floors now and Ultramarine floors, which is super cool. Um, 
So we're no longer currently paying a rental service for our towels, which is awesome. Um, so big savings there. But the biggest one, the one that really only matters, uh, or the one that matters the most, I should say, is employees. We used to always have two people on hand, and now we only have one person on hand at any given time, and there's about a 15-minute window where two people are on staff, and it's just to do turnover, you know, just to transition the shift over. So um, the cost of running the float shop has dropped drastically, and that part looks pretty good. It's not good enough. We need to we need more hours, um, but we can do that. And if you know people keep floating, maybe those gift cards get used up. Um, it's going to be fine. And Sandra and I. Um, well, I'll go ahead and say our sides. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm like, let's stick with the one employee thing because her initial thought was let's get two employees back out there. And I'm thinking if we can run four float tanks with a single person, if we can keep the stagger going or create a large enough, enough gap, it won't matter that we don't have as many float tanks running if we have the savings and, and people, which really runs counter to our initial thought of like, we're a business, we need to be available every single minute of the day, like as much as possible. Um, it's like, oh, this is kind of becoming a lifestyle business, right? Like this, it is okay not to have this thing just be a machine. Our employees can be more comfortable. That's okay. Like the, the Drew style of like, I want to enjoy my, my time here. And this isn't just about having 50 different float centers, all churning people as, as much as possible. I still want to make money, you know, like that's still my goal, but could we do this with a different approach? Like a quote unquote, more holistic approach. Uh, it, it's looking like that might actually be, be possible. And I never would have looked at this scenario had it not been for, for COVID. So talk about silver linings. Exactly. Uh, it's, exactly. it's a weird one. We've been seeing that and you know, our tank's, it's funny because we've had a lot of folks who've been calling lately trying to get in same day and we're booked mm. and they're like, well, what about tomorrow? No nope, booked. I can get in <laughs> next week. You know, so nice. we're starting to really book out, you know, further in advance than we ever have before. And I mean, we started the year really strong. We were up 60% in January. Like we were going into wow. 2020, like ready to smash it. Um, <laughs> February, we we're up like, I don't, I don't know, 35, 40%. Like we were, we were killing it Jeez, and then crazy. crashed. So it was one of those, can we come back? And, you know, we have, and, and I think our guests have said, like, they really appreciate just getting that extra time and just feeling, nice. they always felt good weaving, but now it's just different. So You're Drew, killing me, Kim. You're killing Drew, me because yeah. I think I'm going to have to make that change with my time. Because also, Dylan, I wanted to ask you something that I tried to do but stop because tried and failed. No, I didn't try and fail. I tried, tried and, and stopped died. because Sorry, so I was giving those gift certificate people the, um, I have a little card that says today only, if you buy one float, I'll give you a second one free. So uh -huh. they didn't pay for the first one. They pay for one. They get two for the price of one basically. Mm -hmm. But then I started running out of time to clean for the next people and I'm there by myself. So I stopped doing it. And mm -hmm. I feel like every time a new person comes in who enjoys it, I feel like I'm losing money. Yeah, what an interesting. By not. So now with Kim saying the extra time, I think I'm going to, I'm really going to look at changing those times. I don't know how that would work with my schedule already laid out and people booked out, yeah. but I think I'm going to look into that yep, exactly. and <laughs> give myself that time because it would be helpful to have an extra, how, half hour is it mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we well, we have uh, basically 90 minutes. So it's a 90-minute float experience, including showers, and then 90 minutes for us to actually clean, talk Which to everybody, do everything. So cra- I mean, yeah. even me Love with mine out, new laid-back lifestyle, I'm like, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> that is and so much time. Trust me, there are so many days I look at the schedule, I'm like, God, and like we never feel busy anymore, but we Funny. feel good. And yeah. I mean, it's just such a shift in thinking but what's really great, too, is we have a lot more people who are booking on the way out the door. We have a lot more hmm. people who are booking in advance because they don't want to risk not being able to get in because they're noticing, oh, oh wow, you guys are full. You're full. And like they're taking it more seriously because everybody is starting to come in a lot more frequently. And, you know, our massage therapist upstairs has traditionally been he has been booked out like two to three months in advance. Um, the whole time that he's been open, he's built an amazing book of business. He has it, like everybody books with him before they walk out the door. And we were talking about it. And he said, you know, really, it's just, that's what it took. He said, getting to that point where people realized if they want to come back, they have to book it on the way out the door. Otherwise it could be months and months before they can come back in. And there's something about that scarcity mindset for people yes. that they're right. like, oh, I, I'm going to need to float in a few weeks, but if I don't plan for it, and that's a huge shift. You know, one of the things I've been talking about a lot of my social media is shifting from this reactive self-care where we hurt, we're stressed, we feel mm. bad. And so we need a float to go to, pre, you know, make it a lot more proactive where you're preventing all of those things from even happening because you're in such a good place by having this consistent routine. And so we've been looking at that like mindset shift a lot. You know, we're also coming up on our two year anniversary in a couple of weeks. And um, so we're looking at a lot of things. We're starting to look at membership restructuring, some different rewards programs, and just starting to really change a little bit more of our culture. Um, Not just because we went, we went that, consistency from people. And if you're just joining this tonight's episode, this is Kim's masterclass episode oh. on running oh. a float center, building <laughs> memberships, and increasing revenue. Oh. Wow, Kim. Kim, mm. what are your times? Like how do you how do you start yeah. the day? Is it 10, so, 12, 30? Yeah, on we're also adjusting this into our winter hours um starting November 1st, but on Monday, Friday, and Sunday, we open at 10 a.m. And then last floats are at 7 p.m. on those days. Last floats at 4 on Friday or on Sunday. But then on Wednesday and Saturday, those are currently our late days. We open at 11 and our last floats at 8. But we're switching to our winter hours starting November 1st. And so we're going to be backing that. So all of the days will be back to starting at 10 a.m. Um, and last float at 7 p.m. Because it's dark. And hmm. around here, people don't really go out at, at night when it's dark. Hmm. Um, but because we now have a seven o'clock float where before it used to be a six o'clock float, we would lose a lot of people who couldn't make right. it at six. Totally. They wanted a later one. And now having that seven o'clock float, the eight o'clockers who are pretty loyal to that time can still come in at seven. So we're, we're going for that. Okay. Okay. So 10, 12, 30, 10, one, 10 to one. They run on three hour blocks. Yeah. 10, one, four and seven. Wow. Yep. And three float rooms, they all start at the same time. Our salt cave runs on the half hour, 10.30, 12.30, 2.30, 4.30, and 6.30. And it's, it's beautiful. And the, the ma- I mean, okay, so you you got, you and Graham are working most of those hours, right? 
Yeah. Or he's working most of them, but then you're working he's a lot. There, yeah, he's there four days a week, and I'm there three. So one could argue and this, this wouldn't work with employees. Like there'd have to be a little bit of scrunching up, or do you think it could? Uh, depends on your Kim state will, laws. Kim will make it work. Uh, yeah, but. depends on your state law. You know, some places you're required to pay overtime past eight hours. And so, mm. um, you know, as owners, of course, that right. isn't true. Um, so there are times, you know, Graham works typically like a 12-hour day on Mondays and Fridays. I work nine hours on Sundays, but we split um, Wednesdays and Saturdays. He's there for the first half. I'm there for the last half. Yeah. So lots of lots of time at home. <laughs> yeah, we get time at home. That's how I have my consulting business. And right, I, know, I was being facetious, yeah. but yeah, you're absolutely right. You actually yeah, are. Yeah, but we actually are, and you know, I get time with my kids, and we're happier. Our people are happier. Yeah, I like that. So, also, one just quick little thing is that I find there are just like less issues, less pumps going down, and things like that. Probably because mm -hmm. the pumps are the they're just running less. You know, they're just less. Yeah. True. Um, my question was going to be, do you two think it was, it would be weird if, so during the week I have help on the weekends, I'm by myself to have a schedule spaced out like that only for certain days, or is it, that's also something I struggle with. Keep it consistent or on the weekends it's 10, one, three, seven. Yeah. I think the hardest part was telling people our hours when it's, and you just <coughs> try to go through that spiel yeah. of Monday, Friday, and Sunday is this, and Wednesday and Saturday is this. That's the hardest part of the staggering. Um, but generally speaking, if people are booking online, they're just going to find an open spot. Yeah, online is easy. We we are also staggered, and I do find it a little bit difficult explaining our hours. It used to be like even hours. You're you're good to go. Super easy Same to here. say. And now it, yep. I do spend more time talking about it, which. I want to be like, just go look online. Like, you don't even know right now. Like, just go. Right. Just <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have, have time, time now to talk to you. I have, <laughs> I time, have time, but I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I just tell them I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's, and, and, that's the hardest part. But I don't think you necessarily have to be consistent. And, you know, we, the few people that ever asked us why we had different hours two days a week, and we would say so that we could be available later in the day. And nice. now we're like, we're taking that back. Because I want to be home, you know, because I mean, by the time you finish, um, by the time you get your last person out and shut down the shop and all of that, <sighs> yeah. you know, it's, it's pretty late. Yep. So, yeah. Reclaiming your time. Nice. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's, well, guys. That's my mantra the fourth quarter is I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sounds like we all are. And that's yeah, awesome. It's true. It to, is. Props. You know, we're still well, surviving being able to do it at the moment. So Gl Gloria's not on tonight's episode. So we, right? we got she three out be, of three. She might be the exception. It might not be That's four right. out of four. Yeah. We, we need to check in <laughs> with her about that. Thank you guys so much for joining us for tonight's discussion episode. Please, if you listen to this episode, go ahead and uh, post on our Facebook page about how you guys are doing. I'm curious or drop in the Flow Collective and let us know. Uh, what your times are like and um, you know if you have more free time if your revenue's down is it up like Ken's what the heck and uh, let us know I think it's a really interesting topic and and this is just three of us with our all our different approaches to life uh, which fortunately seems to be working okay at least um, you know for Kim but uh, <laughs> Kim and Drew <laughs> me me potentially here so thank you guys thanks to my co-hosts here love you guys so much it's so much fun Yay. talking with you um, Thanks, Kim, for taking live show notes as well. 
And um, let's see here. Thanks for Float Helm for supporting us. Thanks to Float Away. Thanks to you for listening. Truly appreciate it. Thanks to everybody for supporting us on Patreon. Love that. Keep your eye on the Patreon. Ugh, jeez, this month is so cool. Uh, for anybody in the, um, what is it, athletic and the um, transcendent floater tier, you're getting so many photos, and uh, it's it's going to be a, a fun one. You're going to be able to use that stuff for years to come. And let's see here. What else? As always, remember, sometimes getting your hair did is more important than uh, showing up for a podcast. <laughs> we, we love Gloria so much. This one was off of our schedule, so we weren't all able to get together. We'll see you next week. Bye.